Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook or reach out to us directly at 918-800-1188. And Nick, wow. I'm hopping into this uh, Crown Royal whiskey and cola because it was so bad I couldn't drink it through the week. And I knew I would just have to save it for another episode. <laughs> it is what it is. We had some good drinks this weekend, though, as uh, skies have started to lift. The cold maybe has gone through the Midwest. And there's a lot of people with allergies, myself included. All right, let's get into buying and selling. You're up. What are you buying and selling? Well, as Marty was just goofing off in the warehouse last week, we had a National Auto Dealers Association show out here in Las Vegas, as you've been to that before, Marty. One of the first times you and I ever uh, hung out was you visiting the NADA meeting. Uh, and for those that don't know, kind of an interesting crowd. <laughs> Very interesting. And I, I know you said it's changed. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on your buy-sell. Yeah. I wore my shirt to the NADA where everybody else was in uh, in uh, suits and ties. Mine says, you want some D? <laughs> and then it left the number. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more of a professional show than that. Can't imagine that was a hit. But uh, nope. it was, it, anyways, it's an interesting show. Uh, it, a lot of people, a lot of cash, a lot of powerful, powerful dealers around the country. One thing that was talked about was consolidation. You know, how many, I, I heard it from a lot of people that I knew in town about how many dealership groups are just buying other dealerships. I mean, guys selling for huge numbers, but there was something, and this is what I'm going to sell. I talked to a lot of people, a lot of different levels of people people that were salespeople, owners of dealerships, representatives, lobbyists. It still astonishes me, including in our own industry, but just in the car world in general, how little people know about cars. Like guys in it 30, 40 years that didn't actually know what PPF was, didn't understand PPF, acted as if they had no idea about ceramic coatings, if they really work. Uh, it is astonishing to me how little everyone in the auto business actually knows about cars. And so what I'm selling today is how many people give advice on buying a car, purchasing a car, selling a car, don't know anything about cars. They're just operating off a book. They, you know, go to Kelly Blue Book. They go to Black Book. They see what something's worth. They give you an offer or they tell you what they should sell it for, or they bash Tesla because of this or that, uh, while not doing right by their clients on the other side. The NADA show this year was probably one of the more eye-opening to me that I always have to be reminded about once a year, how little everyone, auto dealers included, detailers included, just don't understand the car business. They, they don't understand the, the issues. They don't, they, they're always focused on the weirdest things. And, you know, I got to sell the NADA show as a show of anybody that knows a damn thing about cars. 
All right. Well, I'm going to buy and sell today. I am selling porterhouses and I'm buying home decor. How about that? Was that like my man card got taken away from the weekend or what? Wow. <laughs> so I, I, I got to put myself on mute before this goes <laughs> off. I mean, we might not even get this recorded. I, I mean, wow. I, I'm here talking about the auto business and you're, I don't know, talking about tinsel on your Christmas tree or whatever it is you're about to say. I, I got to put myself on mute. So we went to celebrate uh, with a buddy that was in town, actually a guy that, that gives us some beer time to time. Shout him out. If anybody's up in Missouri and you want to get some beer, he'll be able to find it for you. Uh, and he came into town to help celebrate for us, celebrate a little fun thing we did last week. Took us out for a steak dinner. All right. Go to a nice place. And it, I like it. It's a fun little place. It's called Bull in the Alley. It's one of those, like, they don't have anything up. You don't know it's there. It's literally in an alley. And it's, you know, one of those little cool places. Like, you come to town, we're going to go to Bull in the Alley, right? Like, it's a really nice little place. Oh, I'm going to get the filet. No problem. Get it. But he says we got to get this big-ass porterhouse steak, right? Like, I, you probably like him. You're the big steak guy, right? Like, well, yeah, because you got New York strip on one side and you got filet on the other. So mm -hmm. you get the best of both worlds. That's that's the porterhouse defense. Yeah, it's uh, it's bone in, right? Big, huge thing. So, uh, I had a couple little pieces. I'm not a fatty guy. I don't. I mean, some people love their steak, a lot of marble, big fat, and I get it. It tastes amazing, but I just always in the back of my mind, I'm going, ah, I just can't eat all this fat, right? Because two days later, I'm still having some digestion issues, right? So. Uh, we're about two bites into this two or two pieces. And, and granted, right. This is one of those steakhouses that's dark, right? I mean, you can't see anything. I mean, I, you were having to pull out a light to look at the menu, right? That's the way this place is. I jump into this third piece and it's a solid chunk of grizzle. Trust me. I get it. Like that's like, I went, what? And I'm going, Oh, what you're in this night. I can't spit it. I, you can't just spit it out. There's no way of, of like, Oh, what is this thing? Boy. And, and yeah, well, I couldn't do that. I looked at my napkin. It was a white napkin. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sitting there scrambling. I can't figure out anything. And I thought, well, maybe I just go up to go to the bathroom. Right. As I go thought that thought props in my head, my buddy gets up and goes to the bathroom we had just got, I couldn't do it because just during the, after the appetizer, we already went to the bathroom and I went to the right, basically the same time. So I, he stands up. I can't go do it too. That's just, that's beyond, right? Wow, this is the that. weirdest story on buy and sell ever. Weirdest. But yeah, Marty is eating meat and following dudes in the bathrooms. I mean, I got to tell you something. This is off to a glaring start. And then I'm getting into home decor, right? <laughs> How do you handle this big? And you could taste. I mean, there's just fat all. Yeah. What, this it, what it sounds like, like is that was just poorly cooked. I mean, yeah. I, I finally, I finally catch a moment where his girlfriend's not looking, my wife's looking the other way. I don't see anybody, and I had moved around some Brussels sprouts, right? Because that has you know some of those old leaves out the Brussels. So then I just throw it right <laughs> in that Brussels sprouts leaf, and then I move the leaves over it, right? So I got out of it. All right, but I'm buying. The reason why I'm buying home decor is I don't put shit up. And half the time when I do put shit up, I got hoes all in my wall. Everything's crooked. I hate, I suck at it. Well, she bought some stuff and that was my little to-do list yesterday. Fucking goddamn nailed it. Nailed it all the way, except for this one little piece. That I realized there was an old nail hole there 
and you can see it through the design. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. Just put some paint over it. Otherwise, man, everything looks straight because she had this thing called a ruler. And like you could actually measure stuff out instead of just trying to eye it and put in nail holes. Yeah, tape, man, tape it was measures fucking beautiful. Out. Yeah. I nailed boy, it. Oh, boy. I, I got to tell you something. I don't even want to make a comment because I don't want my name associated with this story. I got to tell you, I mean, it, this might be the, we have a bad internet connection. Cox communications wants me off this call. I mean, but look, a poorly done steak, which is what you got. Those are great steaks, great cuts. Wasn't cooked right. It is what it is. I mean, you, you got a bad steak. You got a bad steak experience. You would love a great, a well-cooked, a properly cooked actual steak. So again, I think it was the place. The rest of the meat was okay, right? You know, I I enjoyed it. But I'm telling you, nothing was better than to step back and look at that beautiful design work that I did on my wall, man. I'm telling you, I was I hate top steak, but I love home decor. Signed Marty Hell. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a start to the week. All right. So let's get into what we're looking at today. How did we get to the point of you loving home decor just as much as I do? I'm not sure. Uh, I eventually got to your level because I got two things on the wall. It's what made me think I've achieved that go. level. But how did we get to the point today? Because, Nick, I don't know if you've seen, besides the amount of home decor you have, I think even there at your office, you just started getting some wonderful decor in. Yeah, we got, we got some cool stuff coming. How do we get to the point today where you got stuff on the wall, but gas prices are going outrageous and people are spending more time online complaining than they are actually progressing through their business. So how do we get to here? Because right, 18 and 19, I feel like I was pretty vocal though. The podcast was vocal. We were in great times, but tough times coming. As we got into 20, Nick, there's no doubt you and I put on the, I mean, it was in a smoke storm almost many times. We go, guys, Joe, whoa, like, you know, First of all, let's let's think through some things that some people are saying. You actually should be at work and not be at home. You should be out working. Uh, you shouldn't close your doors. And we also said, hey, get as much as you can now. Go, 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 because we're not going to know when it's going to turn off. And it's sure enough, 2020 ended up being you know, phenomenally best years for most people. In 2021, we began to question about halfway through 2021, Oh, hold on. There's some definite shakeup coming. There's some things going here. So, you know, we've got to acknowledge, first of all, right, that multiple people, not only it's online, on social, everybody can see it. Listen, times have changed. Uh, we, it's dried up for many, many, many people. So yeah. it's not good out there. No, we, we've gotten a lot of calls, texts, DMs. Uh, I got a bunch of contacts and film companies. I got a bunch of contacts who do PPF, who do tint, who do ceramic coating, who do paint correction, you know, who have general auto detailing businesses. It seems like the backlog is gone. Guys that were maybe booked out three, four weeks, six weeks. Now all of a sudden look around, they're booked out a week. Things dried up. Uh, it's going to happen, right? Panic sets in. I was telling everybody, I had two friends on the fence about selling their diesel trucks. I told you this story. And I told them back-to-back -back weeks, auction prices of, of wholesale auction trucks have gone down massively, somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 to 15%, depending on what part of the country you're in. You need to go sell your truck now. Buddy pulls up, thinks I'm BSing him. 
he got about $7,000 less for his truck in a two-week period. World's changing. And guess what happens? When gas prices skyrocket, which, by the way, happens, what, once every three to five years, basically in my lifetime, probably as similar in yours, I would, I would assume, uh, people don't want to own large SUVs. They don't want to own large trucks. Uh, you can guarantee that the RV market is going to have a lot of excess RVs for sale. They went through a boom the last two years. Guess what boom's going to come to an end? Uh, guess what isn't great for boat sales leading into lake season? Uh, this is what it is. Uh, I think the most shocking thing to me all these years in, and now social media allows it to be a little bit more vocal, is how many people just constantly bring it up. It's like once you acknowledge gas prices are up, do you and I have to keep talking about it? I mean, is that like a rule that we have to keep talking about it? The bottom so, so line a, is I have, I have a ton of vehicles on the road. I mean, I would say that I'm in the 1% of detailing businesses. I have seven vehicles on the road every week. Do you think I love high gas prices? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it hurts our wallet as a business. But what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I, I was just talking to one of my guys this morning as we were putting some things together at the shop. I, I, what are you supposed to do? The constant talking about it. Why don't, why don't you walk me through what, why do I need to log into Facebook and see 52 people's opinion on high gas prices? And why does it, I get it on a, on a let's just say a, a normal person, right? But why would a business owner, because if you're a detailer, you could be a normal person, but most likely, especially if you're listening to this, you, there's a great chance that you're in some type of a business, right? Uh, yeah. Whether that's part-time, whether that's full-time, whether you like to clean cars here and there, you're generally getting paid to do your cleaning services. Those are generally the people that we speak to. It is astonishing that business owners would outright just blast and complain and just be like, whoa, is me gas price and taking photos. I mean, how many detailers are taking photos of their gas prices? For me, the gas price that I took way, way long time ago when we had massive gas prices was because I switched to CNG. And so I was taking pictures of how little I was paying and telling yeah. everybody how great it was. Like I, I've never understood the reason to complain. And especially if you're using social media to market, why the fuck would you ever put out such negative stuff? Buddy, and, 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 it's, like, and it's weird because I, I want to understand it, right? Like I want to say, why do I keep opening and people keep talking about it went up 10 cents, 20 cents, a dollar, three, whatever it did. I, and then I say to myself, what are you going to do? You, you, you're not going to go to the gas station? What are you going to do? Go try to buy an electric car. Those are at a premium price. So let me guess, you're going to sell your diesel truck, and then you're going to go buy an electric that, that now they're getting premium dollar for. And oh, by the way, you're not going to get them until August or November. So what exactly are you going to do here? Most of us need a van. Most of us need a truck. Most of us need what we need to, to operate our business. Even if I'm a shop owner, I got to get to my shop. There's nothing that I can do. And so one of the weird things that, that, that I looked at in the past week is, man, we heard from a lot of detailers. I know a lot of guys are, are, are already panicking and they're worried about what this all means because it's their first time going through it. And by the way, most of the people you listen to at these other brands, it's their first time going through it, right? They, I mean, if you've been in the business the last, what, since 2012, Basically, from 2013 to right now, you've experienced the best times to ever be in detailing. 
you know, by 13, every city in this country was experiencing boom time. And only like South Florida, Vegas, the really hard, hard hit places of 08 were still kind of coming out of it in 12. So most of you in most parts of the country from 12 on for a solid decade, you were in great times. If everybody was killing it the last two years and everybody's making all this money to detail cars, what do you care about gas? That's, that's the red flag. The minute I see a guy complain about gas prices, I'll, I go back and look at his post from 2020 and how he was killing it, making $5,000 a job. And I go, you know what my rich clients don't do? Bitch about gas prices. People that were killing it, don't bitch about gas prices. So you want a red flag, and this is kind of just something simple. If you were telling everybody you were killing it, and now you're complaining about the prices of food and the price, you weren't killing it. Or you killed it and you spent all the money, which is exactly why in the middle of last year when we started getting some really, really inside information of big manufacturers struggling, that we shared it on this podcast. Because by July of last year, Marty, we knew all of the public stories were a lie. I mean, let me share an inside story, Marty, that you and I got, that there was a, what, top three manufacturer in our industry thinking about pulling all of their product down off of the internet because silicone was up so high and they refused to pay the price that it was. True or false? That's a story we got. We're talking about a top three manufacturer. They're going to bail out. We're done. We're just going to pull everything off the internet until silicone settles down. We were hearing bizarre things in July last year. Go listen to podcasts besides ours that were giving you that information in real time. Nobody was. Wasn't happening. Who you listen to, man, matters. And now you're going into a part of the economy when things slow down that who you listen to is going to matter more than ever. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where I was headed is, okay, great. I mean, we're, we're here. So what we had said was going to be coming. There's no doubt it's here. You, you can't look around and go, oh, yeah, we're still in rosy, peachy times. No, I mean, it's, it's now crunch time. Whether it's you're, you're doing okay, but you're hearing of some things, or maybe you're one of those people that, uh-oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh uh, uh-oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I thought I was headed in the right direction. Everything was rolling so great. Uh-oh. So if we found ourselves to be in that, right, maybe we're that person or we're okay. Either either way, maybe we're the, the guy that's cruising around on the weekends or maybe we're thinking maybe we want to get into business, right? Why? You know, well, what are you going to do is basically the question. You know, we were, I was asked the other night, I think you've been asked questions. I've been asked like, Okay, you've been through it. So what do you need to do to overcome? What do you need to do to get it done? Listen, there's no there's no one thing, right? Like there's not a answer, but there's a bunch of answers that you can start <laughs> trying to dig for. And one of the big answers that you need to start asking is a question that was raised on stage at Mobile Tech Expo when we had entrepreneurs on the stage and we said, how do you know to trust somebody though? Right. Like there's plenty of people that have been talking, plenty of people now changing their tone. <laughs> you know, it is funny how now suddenly people are using the word purpose. They've been so passionate over the years. 
but suddenly here today, they're talking this past week, you know, about their purpose now in the industry. So for these people that are, are listening to others and they've been led in such a direction until suddenly now these talking heads, these brand reps that are pitching products and sales, but aren't really tied into their own product. Well, how do we handle those people? We tried for the two years I was on here. You and I have been basically doing this for two years. I think one of the things that astonishes me is how many guys haven't caught on. And this is where you're going to pay the penalty. If you've been listening to somebody tell you stuff at a training that you paid X number of dollars for, and that person has never even owned a shop, but you thought they owned a shop, but then, you know, you dug in and it wasn't actually their shop and those types of things. Or what if you're in a position where somebody hasn't really detailed since the eighties and those people that were around those people in the eighties go, Oh, that's not the real story. And you don't know those things. You get caught up in what everyone tells you. And, and that's why I'm really proud of one thing that I've gotten a lot of comments from younger guys and gals in our industry about one thing. I keep telling you the internet is not real. I keep telling you, you got to think for yourself. You got to ask if this makes common sense. You got to ask yourself, can I implement this plan? You know, if somebody sells you a bottle of something and it costs you $80, can you make money on it? That's not for me to tell you if you can make money on it. You have to do the math. What if somebody sells you something for $300? How do you make money on that? What does that look like? What we've been imploring people to do that listen to us is to think for yourself and have some common sense. And that's why we go back to our three pillars, products, process, and purpose. There's a reason we don't have corny words like passion and work hard and try hard and, and, and uh, believe and grind. And there's a reason we don't do that stuff. It's not because you're bad if you do that stuff. It's because our belief as a company is that when you peel away those words, they don't actually mean anything. It, it isn't that, great, man, put it on a t-shirt. I, I don't care. It doesn't affect my life. But when somebody tells me they buy into someone's culture and the culture is work hard, it's bad advice, plain and simple. There's more to this game than working hard. I wish it were that easy because I could just tell somebody work 16 hours a day, go dig a hole in the field. That's really hard work. And you're going to make a million dollars because that's working hard. There's a reason that we actually put thought into things we do. It's not because we want to judge others. It's because when you look at us, we want to be able to say, we gave thought to that. The word passion is thoughtless. Just like the word training in our industry is now thoughtless because people misused it. When you misuse the words, you take the value of that word and you throw it in the trash. That's what's happened with the word passion. That's what's happened with the word training in our industry. But there's a reason that we kept, we turned this year and we've just constantly harped on products, process, and purpose. Because now... Those three things are going to really matter for your survival. Those three things are going to be a huge asset 
or a huge liability in your business. It's going to be a huge asset for you detailing a car. Wrong process, wrong products. We get messages all the time, Marty. How many people's process isn't right? When I ask a question within two seconds, you and I can say, hey, man, let's fix your process. Do this, this, and this. You're right back on track doing it properly. All good. We're here to help. But now, all of those people you listen to, and, and this is the, the thing that I'll say for my life and my career and my business and my personal life. We've always told you to be careful who you listen to. Bad advice is more damaging than no advice. And there's a lot of people in this industry who've paid a lot of money to get really bad advice, or they go on the internet, get really bad advice. And guess where the tab gets paid? It's not during the good times. It's during the bad times. And now that tab is coming due because guess what? There is no flipping a switch. Okay. You're now in a downward spiral in the economy. How, how deep it goes, nobody knows. You don't know, Marty. The president doesn't know. None of us know. This spiral could be worse than 08. It could be halfway to 08. It could be a quarter to 08, three quarters to 08, 50% beyond 08. Guys, anybody telling you they know? None of us have any idea. But the bad information most of you have received in the past five to seven years the tab is going to have to be paid and it's going to be paid now. And there's many people that are paying that tab with <laughs> the money that they had stored, right? Like hopefully they've, hopefully they have, hopefully they have because those shops that were doing so well that have now dried up, hopefully they have, but why do we ultimately care? Right. I put out as we got into the great pullout of 2021, you know, remember that fiasco where I asked the question to a group. I wonder if, we'll see which brands care, right? And it was a fiasco, right? All these brands were, oh, we care, you know. Uh, sure. Why do we care? Are you talking about the Tattletail brands? <laughs> I, I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> you know, like, you could do this episode at the end of the day. Why, why do we care? You know, if I'm going to take a look at that porterhouse, and you're right, like, I think – think that chef probably should have trimmed off a little bit more, right? Like he should have cut it a little bit better. Had a bad night. And that is really where it comes down to, right? If you're going to move into this time, during the great times, you can have a lot of mistakes. You can. You can listen to the wrong people and still have some success. But when it comes to these points of time, you got to trim the fucking fat, right? Like you, you got to start cutting out of the things that don't matter and start moving to the things that do matter. For instance, let's talk about the process. One of the questions that has been brought up, right? I could use a $20 cheap wheel cleaner and I could scrub away, right? You could. And is that process bad? Like, well, according to the way everything's been, no, it's, it's, that's just sort of the way you do it. But what if you could do your process better that saved you a little bit more time right? The wheels came out a little bit better and you didn't have to scrub them so hard. Wouldn't that be better for the customer? So there's three reasons why that you should switch to a product like Fuego in even a time like this, right? Like, so there's reasons when you start trimming the fat, there's reasons to start headed into having the right purpose of what you're doing. Okay. So if we're going to look at 
what products begin to align with our processes and our purpose. Mm. That's going into these moments where we begin to trim and cut back and look and understand how HyperClean has been setting us up for this moment. And here's, here's the reason why I care too. And I, I said that for a reason. HyperClean has been setting us up for this moment. I, I, take, I take extreme pride in being able to start putting out in 17 and 18 and 19 views and saying what will happen. And I'm no forecaster, right? I'm no, I'm no economist. I just listen to enough people start to listen to enough things and go, hey, where we're at, according to everybody else in the, the USA, <laughs> right? Not just into our little bubble of car care. According to everybody else in the USA and economy, there will be eventually a reckoning, right? There'll, there'll be a, what do they call it, Nick? Where, you know, it just corrects Correction. itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and by the way, that's just historic. It, yeah, it's, it's just it, historic. I mean, that's what happens. That's my you have point. good times, get, you have bad times, things reset, things... You know, it, that's just what happens. Yeah, and it was not, that's why I said, I, was, I wasn't predicting it. I could, you could just talk to and hear enough people. But nobody else was saying that. Nobody else was prepping people. Nobody else really cared about that. And now the time is here. We're now here. There's no more questioning about if it's going to be here. There's no more thoughts. No more, we're here. Yep. Right? It's wartime generals now. So we're going to see who really was a wartime general or just a fakey, I'm just a good time general. Wartime generals are going to give you good pieces of information. They're going to actually give you tangible advice and they're going to guide you through what you need to be doing so that you can continue to survive. Yeah. So let's give each, let's get, let's give some practical advice, something, you know, that we think that uh, detailers going into this moment, what's just one general thing that we think that they should definitely be doing. Well, the first thing is you got to get your spending under control. Let's, let's just get that one out of the way. I'm not going to sit here and preach about money. That, that's, you know, every teach their own, spend your money how you want to spend it. But if you're not in the saving mode and haven't been in the saving mode the last 12 to 18 months, that was a mistake. It's all good. You can always rectify a mistake. You can't keep beating yourself up. You made the mistake, rectify that mistake. I'd say that this is my biggest piece of advice. A lot of people have been sitting back saying, I won't do this for that. I won't do this for that. I won't do this for that. Cool. No argument. I, I don't care what you do for your money. Your prices are your prices. What I would genuinely ask people are, is a really simple idea. Can you make money from $100 to $10,000? No matter what you charge in that scheme, if you charge a $100 service, a $500 service, a $1,000 service, a $10,000 service. Do you, can you make money? Everybody's going to say, well, of course I can make money on 10 grand. I don't know. We've heard other things. We had Jason on here from Chicago Auto Pros. Did he sound like he made a lot of money on that $10,000 detail? All the work that went in, all the time, all the effort, all the, the, the after stuff they had to do. Do you think they made a ton of money? It's not always the case. I know people putting full wrap PPF on that are losing money, charging big dollar. What I would implore people is this, from $100 to a million dollars, you have to know that you can make money, profit money from a hundred bucks on. Sounds simple, but again, Chicago Auto Pros is on here. That $10,000 detail didn't sound very profitable. And he said, hey, it was cool and all, but that's not really what we want to do. So what did he acknowledge to you? 
We're not going to sell very many of those. And then even because of the price, we don't want to sell a bunch of them. That's not us. That's a guy with pretty nice awareness of what he does, what he doesn't do, what he wants to sell, what he doesn't want to sell. And that has to be the reality right now. Do not panic. Panic will always lead you to bad decisions. Make sure you have a purpose going forward that you can operate under. Again, you're going to tweak it here and there as the economy bounces around. But can you make money from $100 up? And I mean real profit. Not you think you can, write it down. Here's what it costs me to do this service, all in. That right now is going to come in handy. And that would be my advice. Button up your products, your process, and your purpose in the form of what is going to make you money long-term. How are you advertising? Let me tell you this. You might have to spend 10x on marketing in a bad time compared to what we just went through. You ready to do it? Little things like that, you got to start making some analyze. You got to start having some uh, analysis in your business on these little things that add up to really big decisions. And one of them is, can I make money at every level? And that that's that's where I'm going to go. I'm mostly concerned about people's money and how they can get that growing and stop shrinking. So for me, my advice is going to be to learn how to upsell. Right, upsell to me, I think is going to be your biggest asset moving into these moments because if you can get somebody to whether call send in a request come face to face however it is that you're meeting with this prospect well you've got to get them to spend a little bit more money with you right they're going to already be shrinking back themselves most of them right let's define that clientele right like maybe if you're like nick and you've gone for this certain group or the pipe type of people that i mostly deal with Right? Like if you've been able to develop something long term, usually those people are already going to trust you. They're probably in a maintenance system that you're already dealing with them on. So those clientele, they should pretty be well locked in. Right. If you haven't developed that type of maintenance clientele that is constantly coming back to see you weekly or every other week, then now this is for you. Right. And if you've only been hitting them up on one night stands, well, you need to get them under some maintenance. You need to start seeing them on a regular basis. How to do an upsell. All right, let's go over that real quick, just from a, an eagle eye view. I was, uh, well, some people could still scold me for it. But when I was a mobile detailer, I looked at my cost of a quart or a gallon, depending on which level I was in, year one or year three. Uh, started with quarts, moved to gallons of a sealant. And I go, yeah, I mean, let's say a quart at back then. I don't know. Let's just call it 50 bucks, right? Quarter sealant was 50 bucks. How much did that cost me to put it on per car? And I started diving into those numbers, not from a business aspect, right? A lot of people go, oh, well, no, I just really want to know. Well, it's going to cost me this. How do I get my money back? What do I need to charge in order to get that 50 bucks back? I went, Hey, if I only did two cars and I charged people 25 bucks, I got my money back real quick. How much is left over? 50 cars, 40 cars. I don't know. You don't put a lot of sealant, right? Like, so I began to then start as many people as I could. Everybody that got any type of cleaner. How long has it been since you've been on 
protected. Let's get some protection on there. I got it for, I can, you know, I'm already doing this, so I can add on this for you. If they were getting a full detail, I was already claying it, was already doing everything. I was already prepping it. So I was just switching from a wax to a sealant charged 25 bucks. It was an easy way to bring in some just quick adding in some revenue to a customer base, right? So for me, going into this, that's where I'm going to head. I think you should grab HyperClean Uno, HyperClean Dose, and HyperClean Tray and begin to upsell those on full detail or express services that you're already offering. And since you're doing most of the work anyway, you shouldn't beat them up over the head on the price. That customer's already going to be tight. Majority of them are going to be tight because they're already seeing food expenses, gas prices, maybe their rent, maybe all their other stuff has gone dramatically up. And now they're having to decide if they want a one, two or three year product. And you've already done this other work. How can you bring them value? If your cost is, let's just say your cost is 20 bucks to add on dose. What do you need to charge it to make your money back in that bottle and produce good revenue for yourself? Don't give it away, please. Make good revenue for yourself in these times but create the value proposition of what services you're offering, how you're performing the work, and the quality of product that you're going to give for a hyper-clean dose, give them a good, good value for it, right? I, I think you and I have had a head-scratching mobile or shop. I mean, we got a ton of Uno going down this week across uh, some of my clients. I mean, we are hopefully developing a product that will even be better and quicker than Uno, and, and, it'll, and it'll fill in a spot where you can even make some more upsell money, like you're saying. But look at Slick and look at Uno. I mean, those are upsell heavens, right? I mean, you could upsell Slick for for 25 bucks application and do a thorough application, a proper application for somebody that just isn't going to ever spend the $500 to have some type of correction done. But even look at Uno. Can you upsell a $10 install for 99 bucks and get around a car in less than an hour? Everybody talks about that hundred bucks an hour. I mean, I can pretty easily show you why aren't most people ordering a product like Uno? I mean, it, it's so easy to work with, but this is a great topic. You know, again, guys, being aware of bad times doesn't mean you're consumed with bad times that you're online being negative in Facebook groups and whatever. Just navigate your way around. Make sure you're paying attention. There, there's a, there's a, a, two really good words right there that we all need to hear from time to time. Paying attention. It, it's extremely valuable in these moments to always keep your head and your ears and your eyes watching what's happening. But being consumed by it is not going to allow you to upsell. It's not going to allow you... To, to look at your process and your products, I would implore everybody, you need to go through everything right now and you need to make sure that you're as buttoned up as you can be because that's your best hope. When you tell people to upsell, Marty, that sounds great, but if the back end isn't buttoned up, if they don't carry Uno, how can they upsell it? Think about it. You, 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 can't, you can't have your products and your process messed up right now. You can get away with a lot, like you said, that butcher in the back, that chef in the back, that steak, they can screw that up in 2021 when money's flowing. When 2022 is, is Marty going there and ordering that steak after the, 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 the night you had? The answer is no. That's a big mistake on his part in rough times. Same goes for all of us. You have less error in tough times by a long shot.
I mean, you got no air, no room for error and you need to be buttoned up. So I, I like the upsell part of it, but you got to have your products and your processes aligned with that. Definitely. Um, so let's, let's close with this. It wasn't something we really wanted to spend a lot of time on. So we'll just leave it at the end. And it's more of those, we already talked about, you know, where we're headed, war times and, and stuff going on. This is more of those courtesy tip the hat type of comments of, listen, we're going to throw a shot across your bow. And if you keep it up, we're going to have some issues. And there's some people that are starting to use and starting to take and starting to hmm, haven't been the way they have been and now using our words and trying to basically scam off of us. And from a podcast and from a brand perspective, well, we'll close with this. Stop. Do you. We'll do us. If you don't stop, we're going to have to do some stuff here as a brand and as a, a podcast that we don't really want to do. So whether you're listening or whether somebody that you guys know, then you're listening and you know somebody's used some of the stuff that we've been doing, you might want to let them know it's a good time to go ahead and stop and do their own thing moving into this, this time because we let stuff go before. This is wartime now for many of us. We know people are losing their, their careers. We know people that have been run by, by these that are stealing from us. We know that they have led people astray. So now you want to use the words and the stuff that we've been saying? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think we need to end on that. You know, I, I want people to understand that uh, two years of taking this is kind of enough. And, and what we saw with a couple people and brands last week with the word purpose, when that's not them, you know, you, you got to stop. Them. You have some guys that actively shut businesses down during the most profitable part of the detailing industry in history. And we have the receipts on it. You know, just, just do your own thing, man. Uh, like, I'm going to leave it with this. The people that listen to us, you need to open your freaking eyes and your ears, and you need to start tuning out people that told you they detailed in the 80s. And if you don't do that, I can't help you. We've had it on the pub. We, you know, we've had little things. We had things at MTE. Guys, if you can't figure it out by now, who's for real and who isn't, I can't help you. And we're not going to help you. Because now it's time for everybody to buckle down. And it's, it's, this isn't the time to fool around. 08 taught me a lot, taught you a lot. Days are precious. When things start going bad, you cannot be trusting people that have never done it, who've never been there, who are just, you know, paid spokesmen maybe, or paid employees. You, you can't trust that stuff, man. You guys got to buckle down. And you're right. We're, we're putting a stop to it. So. If you've made it this far, which we know the people that do, uh, do you, man. It's all right. I'm sure you have great ideas. Just put those in the world and let, let's all sink or swim based off that. Cool. Nick, always great. Enjoy your week, brother. And uh, if you uh, get any time, you know, please let us know uh, all that home, wonderful home decor you're putting up. We'd, we'd love to see the I, photos. I'm not sure if anybody's listening to this after the entry to this show. So, I mean, I, look, if you've made it this far, you deserve a lot of credit because of what Marty did. Doesn't like steak and loves decorating his house. I mean, I don't even really have to say anything else. 
hyper cleans corporate bylaws are going to take a real hit behind the scenes here. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's got to be punishment of some sort. <laughs> Have a great week, brother. All right, brother. Talk to you. Do uh, uh, funny. Hey guys, gals. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe you find yourself in one of those tight situations. Maybe you've heard of those people in tight situations. Hey, find yourself a place at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook where you can interact. What is known there is we're not negative, positive. We encourage, we help, we guide. And we got the best products, processes, and purpose. So go interact at the HyperClean Specialist Group there on Facebook. And we look forward to seeing you there. Hey, this is Marshall, Total HyperClean. Have a great day.